You are about to hear a powerful teaching session by Bishop Eddie Addy with the Macarius Church workers, leaders, and pastors. Learn all about the work of the ministry and how you can be practically involved in building God's mega church. established in the 
Good to see all of you at this, our maiden mega church conference. I see some senior pastors here. I see some invited churches and their shepherds are here as well. And um, I believe that God is going to give us a good experience. By the time this conference is over, you have been turned into another man. By the time this conference is over, you have become ten times better than you are. Well, if your neighbor's amen is louder than yours, you'll be chasing him. So on behalf of my prophet, my father, Bishop Dagwood Mills... Under whose grace we are holding this very important conference. I pray that no church represented here will ever be the same again. The name of the conference is what the conference is about. Any church here, we are here because we want mega churches. Please, what does mega mean? Because sometimes when you hear the word, some people think that it's an ever word. Because it's mega mega chijio. It's like mega chijio. Is that not so? It's like, don't worry. Yeah, egamelio. Mega ega. So it's as if it's an ever word, but it's not an ever word. So if somebody can help us with the meaning of mega, do you see? Because it will help you to understand what we are trying to do here today. Alright? Do you have a meaning for mega? Nobody has a meaning. Okay. Mega means what? Very large. Eh? Great. Very large, great... That is the story of your ministry from this conference. Very large. Another meaning is huge. 
So when we say mega church, it means very large churches. I hope you understand that. And huge churches. Gargantuan. Those who like big English. And I pray that this conference will set us on that journey. And one day you'll be standing in your church and you'll be clapping your hands and thanking God for the testimony of the mega church. Let us pray, every one of us, that the reason for this gathering will be fulfilled in your life. It is very easy to be in a meeting and not achieve the purpose of it. Many Christians don't even like when the word is conference. If it's a convention, they appreciate it because at least they are sure of some either impartation for prosperity or impartation for some money. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Like a convention, three-day convention. Then it means that at least visa will be distributed. Oil will be poured. But conference now, it's like bring a notebook and this is like, ah, I'm open to open to open to challenge. But there is a purpose for every gathering. God always calls his people for a purpose. And that is why I want you to understand why we are here. We are not, we are here because the name of the conference is I don't know whether they have the name anywhere but it's the mega church conference it means large church conference so we are here to discover how God can turn if you are already a large church then you are even blessed because then if you become mega after mega is giga then after giga is terra I don't know what is after terra there's this something after terror. Eh? Computer people. There's nothing after terror. Or we don't know. Okay, those who know will come and tell us when they come. <laughs> but even if you're a mega church, like a large church already, you are even blessed. Because wherever you are, there's always going to be a higher level and you will experience it in your life. So... I'm going to take my time and I'm doing a first session after which my uh, wonderful brother Bishop Richard Kwatin Siao will also be ministering and then we'll end early today and then tomorrow morning we come again sharp so that God can bless us. So lift your hand everybody. Maybe you are not a pastor. So when you think of a large church, it's like it doesn't really concern you, but it concerns you. And you would understand soon why God wants us to have mega and giga and terra churches that can impact our world. Pray that you will not miss your portion in this important conference. Pray that God will help you to experience many wonderful experiences maybe something personal to set you on another course on a, a blessing a journey of a blessing and to help you 
lift your voice and pray mataku sayades liro moso batidiale mandorolomo zikia baba zandalamana rabadua thank you lord for the great opportunity we have to be here speak to our hearts talk to us lord change our stories lord rondali makatayaga maybe you are an ordinary christian in a church but through this conference god can put something in you that can make you a great minister and a great helper wherever you are and wherever you find yourself maluta sia bahadaga junta miderie roma kasande idaria mahada zosti pandala makaya zidiela ropa sigie shasine balunaya pray that god will touch your heart god will use this conference to bless you god will use this conference to change you god will use this conference to revolutionize you Marato Sagadaya Blessed be God Dosta Pande Igeriama Zenteli Migaba Zemandolia Bato Derinene Yetakolia Mostabalana Sefenea Nemotasenderemede Breke Dereneme Jitalalamana Have mercy on us Lord Doshatalabada Teach us of your ways Show us your will Rabande Limara Sadelini Menara Rekatoade Zimalara Zimalara Blessed be God Hallowed be thy name Oh mighty God Dalimazaya Blessed be God whose we are and whom we serve Finally I want us to pray for every church represented here and churches whose pastors are standing here but don't know even that they are pastors of those churches that God will reveal himself to them and every one of us will be heavily impacted T.L. Osborne was in a conference and Abraham was ministering and when Abraham was ministering you see he had even gone to India and story has it that he had failed according to his own testimony that the crusade didn't really work so when he came back he was looking for something that can help okay so when he went for the conference Abraham was ministering and right in the conference he felt that a thousand voices were speaking to him saying you can do this you can do this because he was he prayed for a deaf and dumb child and his and her ears popped open and she heard and spoke clearly and suddenly the impartation took place and he was turned into the worldwide evangelist that we know of today so within this place God can release a great anointing that can turn somebody into a worldwide minister if you are that one shout a big amen and clap your hands and then i'm still i'm ministering already but it's as if we are having a prayer meeting but i'm talking and i'm preaching and ministering still so receive the impartation and receive the the man with the biggest church today currently like the church that when they meet the attendance is probably the largest around on a single in a single room because most people have large churches but in different different campuses and they join together 
but in a single room Bishop David Oyedepo and he's now building even I think something like 200,000 seater church yes they often say 100 but it's more than that they don't want to reveal the whole plan he was in a conference it was called winter bible seminar or one of those conferences in Tulsa, Oklahoma and um, what's his name was ministering Papa Hagen you are welcome sir Papa Hagen was ministering and Papa Hagen uh, is the one who is perhaps called the father of the faith movement modern faith movement is Papa Hagen most uh, great men of God attribute their calling and their blessing to his impartation my own prophet Bishop Dagwood Mills received great anointings from Papa Hagen to minister so David Oyedepo was a little pastor of a little congregation somewhere in Nigeria and he said having followed Papa Hagen of blessed memory for all these years he said I read virtually all his books and I took a journey to, uh, uh, to Tulsa he says I know you've traveled from far to this conference and he was preaching at his own church in his own church at one of these um, uh, end of year what do they call that Shiloh he said I know you've traveled from far but I don't think your journey is as far as from Lagos to Tulsa Oklahoma and I've been to Tulsa, Oklahoma before and um, it's a very interesting place to travel to because you take a big plane from here you go if it's KLM, you go to Amsterdam then you go to um, Atlanta or one of those places then you have a connection to Tulsa and the plane that goes there is very small I mean, the way you hear Papa Higgy you would have thought that jumbo jets go there but this one, tiny aeroplane when you are in it, your head cannot it can even hit the roof it takes a few people at a time he said my journey is longer than from any place you have traveled to come here but he said, but I thank God that I went that, these are his words and his testimony he said, I thank my God that I went and he said I went to that conference not as a tourist because sometimes when you come to a conference like this in a church like this it's as if you are, you've been brought to come and tour a nice church I, I, that's not the reason I mean it's nice it's a nice church one day a, a Ukrainian pastor was here he said my church is like an American church from Ukraine, not from Ghana. Even he says this church looks like a church from America. And I'm trying to air condition it. So I was hoping to air condition so that I chill you when you come here. But we are still working on it. We are doing the work. Yeah. It's going to work. To be nice. Yeah. But you are not here as a tourist by any chance. I, I went, if there's any material I don't have, then I'll go and buy. But I was there and my heart was desperate for what Papa Hagen carries. While I sat there with that desperation and that holy hunger, Papa Hagen was ministering and he said, 
at a point something you can you stand unless you are pregnant please we are praying i'm ministering hey small small girls so papa hagen was me he said something was fired to me while i sat in the gallery in the in the in the balcony there there's something like an electricity bolt fired up to him and he said he began to sob like a baby but he said but i'm not a, I, i'm emotional by any chance but I was sobbing because I saw his face transfigured like a baby and drops of oil pouring down and then he said he heard a voice that said from today my son David from today the button he calls it the button or baton has been passed over to you yes so then he says that as far as the faith message is concerned his ministry and his pulpit have become a reference point. And today we all are witnesses of what God has done in David Oyedipo's life. So you may be at a conference if you have the right spirit, the right attitude. God can fire something up to you and change something about your life and ministry and send you to the world so the world can hear you somebody is about to receive that impartation and that blessing your ministry and life will never be the same again lift your hand and just pray lord let that be me 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 my god let that be me let that be me my story I pray in this conference Lord whatever the reason is the purpose for your bringing me here may that purpose be accomplished may that purpose be realized may that purpose come to pass in the mighty name of Jesus oh mighty God I pray lift me up to the level that you have prepared for me oh my father his presence can do it for you his life can do it for you blessed be God we give you praise we give you glory father in the name of Jesus we thank you for these few minutes these few hours you are bringing us together Lord, that we will never live here the same. Let our lives, let our ministries be affected. Let our ministries experience a boost, a shift, a blessing. That at the end of the day, glory and honor shall be to your great name. Now, therefore, Lord, open our eyes. Open our eyes, the eyes of our understanding to be enlightened that we may know the hope of your calling and the riches of the glory of the inheritance you have in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of your power that is still at work in us? 
those who believe according to the working of your mighty power which you demonstrated when you raised Christ from the dead and set him at your own right hand. I pray that we will experience all these blessings as we stay in your presence. Use us to be a blessing to your people. Let our fellowship strengthen each and every one of us that by the time we finish from here even words that were not spoken will still be a blessing to us the presence of one another from everywhere will be a great blessing to us and let a fire be ignited that every single church represented here will become stronger will become larger will become stronger and from strength to strength and faith to faith will do great things for our God. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Clap your hands and you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Now, my first topic for today is why God wants us to have mega churches. 25 reasons why you must have a mega church. Are you happy about such a topic? Beautiful. Number one, you must have a mega church because that is the most appropriate vision and goal for a pastor. Proverbs 29 and verse number 18. The Bible says, All senior pastors, you are all welcome. Please, at the appropriate time, we will introduce all of you so that we see sometimes when men of God gather in a room, at the mention of their names, demons even tremble. Yeah. <laughs> Where there is no vision, the people perish. Now, I have in my book here, the mega church and church growth, it is possible. Um, a very important topic on this burning vision. You see, you must desire the first point in the mega church. Why God wants us to have a mega church is because it is the most appropriate vision for a pastor and for church members. I want to disabuse our minds of something that has become a digression in the church. And that is that God did not establish churches for marriage. I'm saying it. Oh, I shouldn't say it. Some people think that the church is a place where you come and meet your life partner. And when they meet their life partner and they start giving birth, they stop going for choir rehearsal, church meeting. I don't know about your church, but in my church it's like that. <laughs> I don't know about your churches. I, I'm not sure I mean, if you are in your church, maybe yours is not like that, but over here 
people sometimes give the impression that when we are in God's house, hmm, we are here to come and find life partners. And then when we find them, the church is supposed to help our marriages get better. So most unmarried young men and unmarried young women are very busy about God's work. Sometimes the busyness is because of something. Or as you say, someone. Yeah. So if you are a pastor, sometimes you come under the pressure. And church members start hopping from one church to the other, looking for, some people call it vision. Some call it breakthrough. Some call it what? Prophecy. You are my prophecy. Yes. Over here we say beloved. Some people come to church as we are worshiping. So even though they are saying Yehovah, they lift their hands, but their eyes are scanning. When you locate a girl who doesn't have rings on her fingers and fits your vital statistics, yes, then you see that they are worshiping, but they are looking. Then after church, they start making so a lot of hello, sister. Oh, good evening, good afternoon. Oh, I I I, I joined the church. You know, I see. I, I like the way you worship. I like the way you. It's all it's a it's a it's a it's a line. Yeah, because now they found somebody that they feel they like and can work. Are the doors closed for a reason? We need air and the sun. Don't worry, a day is coming. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. Oh, do you need winter jacket? I get ready for one. I will intentionally turn the, this thing to very cold, ice block-like type of chilling. I want to Bishop, you feel it cold. You feel it cold. Me say, I'm not trying to heat it. She, I know. Now we're here Me, I'm, me, I'm cool. Eh? Or we should, when the heat melts, then the cold freezes. Me, I'm freezing. I'm not melting. I check. Me, preachy, and I'm sweating. Because of that, I have towels. I used to use handkerchief. Now I use towels. Those of you on this side, the sun will not smite you again. It will all, it will all come to an end. Beautiful. Anyway, so what I'm saying is that the church's vision should not be to marry people. Singles mingle. When Jesus was going, he never charged us going to all the world and marry them brothers and sisters but it's almost as if that's the main commandment in the church that is why weddings are well attended but outreaches are lowly attended i'm saying it because you brought yourself here so let me say it before tomorrow before you disappear from here yeah I don't know about some of the churches that are here but over here in my church when I have outreaches on Saturdays the Christians behave as though I didn't say anything 
it's like I didn't announce for outreach. So it's as if they didn't hear. No more hair ball. Premier League. When they should be on the road witnessing. Because no church can grow without soul winning. And soul winning cannot happen except the believers themselves go out where the sinners are. T.L. Osborne wrote a book one day, Out Where the Sinners Are. When you see the people going for rehearsal, suffer. Going for rehearsal, you know, as soon as they marry, pet. They don't come again for the rest that they are not there early, they are not there, they don't come. Then they say, oh, they are pregnant, oh, the children have come, the child is there, then they go and join Sunday school to monitor their babies. I said, you are here, you brought yourself. You brought yourself. <laughs> Do you see? So it's as if the church exists to help members to marry, stay married, and enjoy marriage. Premarital counseling, intramarital counseling, postmarital counseling, and counseling. Singles mingle conferences where singles come to meet themselves. You see them coming, picnics. Do you see? But we don't have the same alacrity. I don't know whether it's a word. I, people have been using it, but yeah. When we say we are having a crusade, then it's almost as if just a small section of some zealots and zealous people are supposed to participate in such a program. And the churches never grow beyond a certain point. And some people even are in churches. It's as if they don't want the church to be big. It's like we all know ourselves. And Prophet Banana said, "Omo be shi sheyenan temuni adiyeno omo be hayena." Well, to waste we free him. No way, that be no buy. Waste where is he from? Where is he? What is he doing? I mean, hey, when you are about to be here before they came, take your time. Hey. But the real vision for a pastor is what Jesus gave us. He said it in all the gospels. In Matthew, he said, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Or, Go ye into all the world and preach to all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Mark says, Go ye and preach to every Christian. God gives you a large vision for a life. He didn't limit you to just maybe a shalibute or limit you to Santor or limit us to his Legon Hills. He said, Go ye into all the world. But most of the church is staying in not all the world, but in our little corners. And we sing a song, Brighten the corner where you are. Are you there still or you've gone home? So that's why we are having the conference. Because the most appropriate vision for a church and for a pastor is to have a big church. Check Jesus' parable for the harvest in Luke chapter 14. Yes. Where he gives us um, the story of the man who had 
a feast and bade many the Bible says and he bade many that they should come and eat and what happened there the Bible says they all began to make excuse this one says I've married a wife I cannot come those excuses are still there I bought a land I'm going to look at it I bought an oxen business I cannot come <laughs> and what did Jesus say Jesus said go ye to the highways and the byways and compel them to come in like everybody that you can find even though they were not invited just bring them and the Bible says when the servant went he brought the report we have done as you have commanded and yet there is room once there is room Jesus said once there is room don't stop he says go out there and compel them that my house may be filled they went they brought they said there is still room he sent them further go into the hedges and bring more people said I don't want to see empty chairs in my feast yes so a church sophos are welcome I mean I have to mention all my sophos that are here so that at least I can feel free and be preaching my job Charlie it's good to see you are you there still or you've gone home yeah God does not want us to have empty chairs in our churches since corona came eh sophos we are happy because every church was full because of social distancing. One chase here, now one chase here, now one chase here, now one chase here. I'm watching. Oh, Nipa 20 crab and the wire map. Now, oh, now bought tongues. Now it's like, oh, the church is full. Now people are no. But that's not what Jesus wants. He says, bring them that my house may be filled. Filled. I don't know how many people they brought, but whatever it is. God is using that story to encourage all of us that he wants nothing less than mega churches large churches halls that are full auditorium that are packed yes he likes plenty people but the church has become a place where it's a stay ye church stay ye in all your churches and enjoy Worship, concert. When we have concert now, why am I? Twelve. Yes. We advertise. When we do convention, we are sharing provisions, sharing babies, sharing visas. Why are you packed? Opa, you outreach now. You see, where are all those people? Because we, the pastors, have come under such pressure that we encourage our members with those type of nice things programs that they like we know they like so we also make it for them I also do some <laughs> oh your convention so dressing when you say we are doing outreach pair they don't gather themselves again because it's as if said there's nobody is what they are not interested because the vision of the church has been thrown out of the door most churches are small and 
sometimes when we have been building churches, we own because and the glory of a king is this not in the multitude of his people. So oh we are a king, I said, oh oh gather people no money. You start feeling some way that ah my kingship is not very powerful. Do you see? A king without people, how can you be a proper king? Do you see? And that is why the sun is beating you, see. Don't worry. The sun shall not smite thee by day. Don't worry. In a couple of days. One with your winter jacket. Yes. Some people cry will come to church just for air conditioning. Say amen. So the vision for a mega church is the right vision for a church. Every church must have a number. We must be this number by this time. Can I have a little power? We must be this number by this time. Bigger than the one before. You can't be in the church and there's no number you are working towards. There must be a number, a vision. And Bible says, where there is no vision, the people, they perish. The people backslide. The people are not so excited about ministry. They are not so, you know, it's like, it's as if, it's not a, the church there's like just yeah, and then you see you ask you oh here you are you don't have people leave churches because they don't have people to marry them but small small boys in case the lines fall onto you in pleasant places you may have somebody nice to marry pastors let's return to the vision that God gave to us to go into all the world the reach of the church which starts at Santor must not be at only Santor it must be that I am into the world to stretch yourself have branches have members have outreaches winning souls young ones old ones rich ones poor ones it's like everybody reachable must be your target and your vision and i want to say that one of the reasons why visions don't get fulfilled is that they never become burning visions like in this book Okay, I've started from here and I've come here. In this book, the very first chapter, this book says, Church growth, it is possible. Can I have somebody say that with me? Church growth, it is possible. Church growth, it is possible. Shout it like you you want to believe it. Are there people here? Or they, are, they are not. I don't. I can't hear unless maybe my ears are not hearing well. He says what? Uh huh. Hey, I see. I hear only the people in front. Uh, the people at the back. They are not part of the conference. But I don't hear them. Say it again. Ah, but this side, the people here, they don't. They can't hear me. Can you hear? Is there sound in the speakers? I can't hear you. 
Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Let's all shout it. Chest grow. Shout it again. Say it seven times. One. Uh-huh. Two. Ah, the people here, what's happening to them? Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Last one. It is possible. It is possible. Please be seated. You see, even some people are not sit, saying it because like church growth, it is possible. Look. Okay. Or maybe you have got your wife already. You already have your small job. You are okay. But that is the short-sightedness of the modern church. Yeah. But once you have your car, you have your house, it's like you don't need anybody to be added to your life. Uh-huh. But that is going to change in this conference. It's going to change. One of the reasons why visions don't get fulfilled is that they are not the first chapter says you must have a burning desire to have church growth. It's like you must have a burning Yongi Cho put it this way you must have a burning vision. What it means is that if I tell you to have a vision like a number that my church should be 200 by June or 500 by September or 1000 by December you will say it you will write it you will have a big banner but it's not a burning vision in your heart it's not something you you are desperate about so when I heard Oyedepo say that while I sat at Papa Hagen's ministry and this is how he put it he said desperate for what Papa Hagen carries. He said, I prayed in my heart and I cried in my heart. Whatever makes, he says, Lord, whatever makes Hagen Hagen, I want it. Whatever makes Hagen Hagen. So he's at a conference and his heart is crying. Whatever makes Hagen, this Papa Hagen, this man of God, who has a church in Tulsa, Oklahoma, some small corner of America, but is affecting the world. I whatever he carries, I want it. Like that, he says, in that desperation, that's when the impartation took place. It's like he, it's a burning desire. Because if I, you ask all the pastors who were there, how many want what Papa Higgin carries? Everybody will lift their hand. Everybody will say, I, I, I lift my hand. I, I want what Papa Higgin carries. And to me, this particular chapter, that first point, eh, is the most important point in all the church growth, if you like, strategies. The most important. And I pray that if it's possible, eh, God will just inject all of us, me also included. Because sometimes as you grow in ministry, because me, I, I, I am blessed and privileged to have been there when the charismatic churches began in Ghana. Not Pentecostal, but charismatic. Yes. From the days of Mensa Otabel, uh, Archbishop Nicholas Duncan William, we didn't even consider him at the time charismatic. 
it was more of Pentecostal because he had sort of come from a kind of Pentecostal background. So even these days when you hear him singing songs, it's so old Pentecost songs, you know. <laughs> very, very spiritual songs of the olden days. modern ones, yeah, you know. Uh, no, these are modern ones. Yeah. But I was there in 84 when Central Gospel, Grace Outreach, Victory Bible Church, all of them began. These men, great men of God we know today. All of them were, most of them virtually were fellowship presidents. Kanda Fellowship, uh, Victory Bible Church was a Jesus people. Um, even Kranchankra at that time was showers of blessing was first of all used to be in a, a group called lovers of Christ then they sort of split into two and he formed his own called showers of blessing I was in Calvary Road with my prophet there were Pinkerfield spirituals joyful way and things they were all singing groups new creation from Kumasi was also a singing group they were all in that era but out came a grace that blessed Ghana with an anointing. Most of the pastors, those these charismatic founders, they were they were hooked to Papa Hagen. They listened to his messages avidly. And God blessed our nation with the move, charismatic move from 84. And, and they started to cover the land. Too powerful. Today we see them, I mean, they used to be called mushroom churches in those days. But today nobody can quench us that way anymore. We are, we are here to stay. We are here to stay. We are here and we are staying. I'm glad that I, I've known them from the beginning. I knew them before they were pastors. When, <laughs> you see, even let's say Archbishop, we knew that he had gone to Idahosa's Bible school and come, so it was quite easy to accept that his Reverend uh, Nicholas Duncan Williams. But as for Doc Mensah and Obin Daku and Eric Kwapon, they have not been to any Bible school, even O level, they didn't finish. I mean, they finished O level, but they didn't really pass well. I mean, uh, Mensal Table has said that in many messages I've, I've listened to. Yeah. But God took them from where they were and blessed them with a grace and an anointing that we are all witnesses of today. Yes. Do you see? And when you met them in those days, you knew you had met people with a desire, a strong desire to do something for God. Maybe because the regular academic educational lines didn't work for them. It's like we have nothing to lose. We have no one to turn to. Only God can help us. Yeah, because if they are to degree, they don't have any certificate. They don't have any qualifications, degrees to do any work. If anything, maybe some messenger in some office or some, you know, errand boy in, in a company. But not anything substantial. So it's like, we only have God. And only God can do what he wants to do with us. And we are ready for him. The desperation was wild. 
and as far back as 84 83 even we used to we used to hold meetings in Calvary Road and they all came to preach in Calvary Road Faith Andrews Asari was there uh, uh, global um, revival ministries and Piakofi they all came to preach I mean it was like that era 83 and the universities had closed and most university students were also on holidays or you know helping to cut cocoa and other produce from the farms so we're all in fellowships when they come and preach powerful it was the breeding ground of the churches we are seeing today and that same wave can be reignited if we can also have a similar desperation Isaiah let me give you some two verses both are in Isaiah he says in Isaiah chapter let me give you the 43 first verse 40, uh, 44.3 Isaiah 44.3 he says that said the Lord from verse 2 hmm? that made thee and formed thee from the womb which helped thee fear not O Jacob my servant and thou Jesuron whom I have chosen for I will pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground I will pour my spirit upon thy seed and my blessing upon thine offspring and they shall spring up as among the grass imagine grass things springing up as among the grass it will be numerous as willows by the water courses one shall say I am the lost another shall call himself by the name of Jacob and another shall subscribe with his hand upon the Lord and surname himself by the name of Israel but here you see God says these things are going to happen when I see a certain test in the land I will pour floods upon him that is thirsty Matthew let me go to Matthew 5 verse 6 he says one of the beatitudes blessed are they we do hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled so if you are here and you don't have an aim to have a large church you cannot easily have it because it's for the hungry people and that's why when I saw that I heard the post say that when I was I was desperate for what Papa Hagen carries, he will be a candidate for it. Because God doesn't just pour his anointing on people who don't want it. And not that they just don't want it, but they don't want it desperately. They don't want it seriously. So he describes it as a hunger and a thirst. Let us be hungry for a large church. Let us be thirsty for a mega church. And by God's grace, you will begin a journey that one day you will see a large church. One day you'll be ministering in your church and then you remember that, wow, five years ago, three years ago, seven years ago, I was in a conference and I was believing God to have 1,200 members and now I have 1,500 members not paper members but direct real attendance that you can count with your fingers 
God will give it to you. God will give it to you. Isaiah 41. Isaiah 41. Let's start from verse 17. He says, When the poor and needy seek water, and there is none, you see, and their tongue faileth for thirst. When the what? The poor and needy seek water, and there is none. And their tongue faileth for thirst. You see, it's like you are hungry for something, thirsty for something. You are not seeming to have anything to help you to say that's that's a kind of desperation we are talking about. We are very thirsty for something. He says, I the Lord will hear them, I the God of Jacob will not forsake them. What will he do? I will open rivers in high places and fountains in the midst of the valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land springs of water. I will plant in the wilderness the cedar. Whatever place is dry like a wilderness, the flood of the Lord is coming upon it. I will plant in the wilderness. You see, even if your church is in the wilderness, because sometimes you can be in a place and you tell yourself that here the churches don't seem to grow here. Muslims <laughs> not It's a wilderness spiritually. But he says, In the wilderness, I will plant the cedar, the shita tree, the metal, the oil tree. I will set in the desert, even if your church is in a desert. I will set the fair tree there and the pine and the box tree together. I said, any kind of tree can grow in any wilderness or in any desert. May you break through in any kind of desert in your area. John the Baptist church was in the wilderness. The whole, the whole city went there. Sometimes we just excuse ourselves. Am I getting a good volume here? Because I can't hear myself well. You see, the the the, the Sometimes we tell yourself that, oh, where you are located, there may be a church in the Yeah, people cannot find the church, and that's why they don't come. Or the church is far. Ah. Me, I was in my house. My house is in some corner, be up here somewhere. A certain prophet came to have a program. He doesn't even have a church, he just preaches on radio. He gathered more than, if I'm not exaggerating, about 10,000 people in this area. Oh, 10,000. Okay, you're starting. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. One thousand, thousand and one thousand and two thousand and three, seven thousand, four hundred, four hundred and one, four hundred and two, nine thousand, nine thousand and one, ten thousand. Every area, and the people will get down from school junction because they had three signboards: one at school junction, one at gate, one at the okay, four, one at the junction to the church, and one at one to the junction to the hospital, one at the junction to the church. Four round small signboards. So when the people get down from, they think that if they walk, no, they'll get to the church. Hey, no, my bad gate. No, my bad. Last stop. Then they continue before they find the church. I mean, the walk is, 
at least seven kilometers almost seven kilometers from uh, to this place they found a church I was in my house when I heard the sound of speakers that was rattling my house as if said my house you know, was some kind of container shop now, boom, boom, boom. now I hear my window what is happening in this area in this area area yeah church Jack Oh, your church is not in this area. Hey. So, I looked out of my window and just about some two plots away, I saw a large congregation. I said, hey, what is going on here? So, I came out of my house to go and see what was happening. Bishop Richard Quartinsion is in the house. Please. Ah, I am here. Good to see you. God bless you. Please be seated. We are blessed. Yeah. Missy area here, your church way. That you may say that, oh. This area, you know, is very far. It's new. People don't know this place. People don't come here. Jack, I say, okay, let me give them maybe 7,000. If I show you the picture, you, you'll be, you will be shocked. The drone picture of the congregation. What Oka say, oh, oh, church, you know, lungu, lungu, baby, a shenanti, enankroforma. Share. Lungu, lungu. I said John the Baptist was in the wilderness and the whole city came to the wilderness for church. Don't explain your failure away or your inadequacies with some kind of scientific explanation. Jack, I say I came out of my gate and when I came out, I couldn't believe it. Just said, me wall, no more the toilet, urinal. Mommy, phone, papa, phone, they have lined up on my wall. We win. They, they thought my, my house is a warehouse that it's like nobody lives there because my wall is very high because <laughs> nobody really lives in the area. So it's very complex. Drop, trust are packed in front of my gate to the side, everywhere to the road going up. I started calling my pastors. Charlie, come and see what is happening in this area. People don't come. People don't know the area. People don't know. All those excuses are not excuses. In the wilderness, the box tree can grow there. The cedar tree can grow there. The metal tree can grow there. The oil tree can grow there. The pine tree can grow there. Any church can grow in any environment if the Holy Spirit is on it. Let us not say that here, dear church, doesn't work. Church works anywhere. If a type of person comes there, you see that the church can work. And a large church. That's my outreach. I won't come. You could say that. 
Now you say that is where we are located. And oh, gata kaka kebida sa gatano kasi intimen crosso entina enkroforma. Jack, if somebody comes beyond that gata, you see them crossing the gata and arriving at the church in the wilderness. A church can grow there. In the desert, a church can grow there. Verse twenty. That they may see and know and consider and understand together that the hand of the Lord has done this and the Holy One of Israel has created it. God can create for you a mega church. We are not thirsty enough. On your church, even as pastors, sometimes once you can pay yourself, pay your bills, buy your fuel, fuel your generator, buy generator, fuel your thing, and then run your church consistently. You won't push it home, because what do? Wap him. Wap him. Hey! Aso, wap him. Huh? Wap him. Oh, I have a ministry. I have a ministry. Fasting, I have a ministry. I have a ministry. You see, so you see that your desire is not strong, even though officially you say you want thousand member church, but you don't have a strong desire for it. Oh, what throw thousand members by December? But you are hoping that the children will come and do it. And he said, It is when you Verse, verse 17, verse 17, he says, he says, verse 17, Isaiah 41 says, when the poor and needy seek water, and there is none, and their tongue faileth for test, I, the Lord, will hear them. It's thirsty people are those who get something to be given them. So come on, no, was open, mega church. So for So it is that desire and yet strong because sometimes sometimes I have people who, who bash people they don't want to do extra because the extra bass no, it will be difficult for him to pay for it so okay he feels that he's okay he has arrived he's okay my idea your committees are on the example so they are shepherds and they are pastors who are, who are assisting senior pastors they don't work because church no cry no at least older that we're near social distance in the man one meter distance uh, president crossy in jai it's not necessary again. Still, I will maintain it. I went to a church. They are still maintaining one meter. You see, <laughs> one chair is here. One chair is here. That's one meter. And some another chair is here. One meter. Hey! When I church, I was counting the people. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Hey! One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Okay, when you get twelve into one forty-four. Hey! Church or Nipa 144. Are they, are they going to heaven already? 
And that's why I don't want my members to feel that we have arrived. black and white. Now crowd iPad. Now show these are not glasses. Now Oh praise God, praise God. Share. You should be ashamed of yourself. Because I'm telling you that this pastor who came, he doesn't have a church. He just leads prayer meetings on radio. If even the thousand, he gathers it at uh, uh, Independence Square, Trade Fair, and now one day he said he'll bring them here. And I'm a share on the yard. Yes, say. home. So, if he's not here, here cry, you say he's far. And the people came from Kaswa. <laughs> now you, you, you say you want, you, you want, you want, and, and our members, they put pressure on us and they reduce our vision. Oh, then it's like, oh, I've got my family, my wife and my, you know, oh, my wife and I, we just came back from Dubai, you know, we just went for holidays, and uh, Junior, Junior uh, is now in uh, GIS, and uh, he's crossing over to Akosombo International. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, these are our testimonies. Nobody wants to do anything to help the work of God. And what we don't know is that as we do God's work, eh, the floods, he says, I will pour floods. You know, and they will spring up among the grass. They will come up. There's no church that cannot go in whatever wilderness. Sometimes, yeah, yes, yeah, we elders, shepherds, cell leaders. So for every meeting, you don't even want to face the people again. But what face you you have rebuked, you have reproved, you have chastised, you have chastened, you have threatened. I don't know what else. So now you don't have want to have meetings where you are confronting people. But and yes, our church in Some of our members they run away because of the pressure of the work. And then the work is now on the same old people. Yeah, ten years ago, the same everything the same person, old members, old people, old members, old people, old members, the same names. Frida, yeah, Frida, 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 everything Frida. Open data, Frida. Open accounting, yeah, Frida. Open will be up Asha, Frida. Open communion stars, Frida. Hey, Frida, no communion anywhere. Frida, and say, only one name, and the people who are come, I'm going to you, man. They rebuke you, our Jaisa Oko, a Macarius. Oh, the upper Jai, a Rainer's Chapel, Nabra Macarius, who be one of them. 
They say, Hannah, Obeji wa home. I see some people they are active in their churches. When they come, they say, I have the Obeji sabbatical. Are you a professor that you are going on sabbatical? Small boy, Uniba, Uniere, Untimin, Johnny Prayer Warriors. Oh, buttons are asset. Oh, yeah, diplomatic. Oh, yeah, Juma or UN. Now, Shimo, 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 Shima, Yamo, Shima, Yamo, Shima, Shimo, Shima, Shimo, Shima, Shima. Ah, what are you doing? You suffer bottom, no buttons, Nia, Najadia, what's that? Young girl, you don't have any responsibilities. What do you mean, damn, about 12 30 on Saturday? Preaching, no small girl, oh. 12 30. Ah, we are not born. It's like ah, you see how the sun pierces through the window, that is how it pierces through their window. Omobu, if you say we are not Christ, say Omona 12 30. Onyan, sorry, yeah, oh, see, we are say Omona. The sun is spoiling your sleep. How can you say the sun is spoiling your sleep at 12:30 in the afternoon on Saturday? Ah, some mothers have gone to the market. They've gone to Aboblochi from here, Santoha. They've gone to Aboblochi. They've gone to do marketing. They have come. They have removed the things. They've they've done the soup. They've pounded the fufu. They've done everything. They've cleaned the kitchen. They've washed all the place. Now, small girl, we're too flat. We're just a flat. You cannot wake up. So by the time you wake up, to have drag yourself, go as if you are bathing, you even bath. Brush your teeth, you even brush. One o'clock, you have not bathed on Saturday. Outreach is at three o'clock. When will you wash your things that you have not washed for three weeks? Do you see? Before you come and join the outreach at 3 p.m. Then they can even say that men man some the sleep they didn't catch me because we are not bound to do baby na me day 12:30. A lot of girls are like that. Who are most sad? Preaching, we What's you? It's a beautiful girl. I want to marry. Oh boy! Oh, the new coffee I want bread. If you don't know how to cook, you will be. You will see something. We read that one on Ayebiani. So, brothers and sisters. Every member of our churches must have that mind. We must cast that vision on them that look, this is how God raised us up. And when Jesus was going, he gave us that commission to go. He never told the church to stay. He never told the church to stay. He said we should go. Yes. Never stay. Always go in. When we go and keep going, we we'll see increase, increase. Paul said, "I planted, Apollos watered." Then what happened? God gave the increase. 
Then in verse 7, he says, So then, neither is he that planted anything, nor he that watereth, but God who gives the increase. Now, God gives increase, but unless you plant, unless there's watering, there's no increase coming from him. So it's nice to say, oh, that there will be an impartation. I just said, impartation, but could be now church not to whom now as large as we depose churches, you will hear him say every Saturday he goes for outreach. He's bought a car, put a megaphone on it, goes to an area. One day I was telling my assistant, Bishop Asu, I said, Asu. Where they put by this Saturday afternoon, your outreach. And I mean, no, you have that, you have that, you have that, you have that, you have you have that, you have that, you have that, you for coming. Thank you for honoring my invitation. My prayer for you is that God will bless your work and establish your church. I hope you are hearing me. God will bless us. So the first point and the most important is to have the vision that you want. eh? Pray that God will make it something that's burning, something that makes you desperate not settled when you settle you are finished church work dear Jack will settle away we no rest God cry he said pray eh? bombard God's palace eh? give him no rest till he makes Jerusalem a praise in the air you can't rest like that I have pastors who are resting. Pastors who have diverted themselves into business and job and other things. They are not interested in any spiritual advancement. I have shepherds who have retired. I'm praying that God will revive you through this conference. That you will become an effective tool in the hand of Master Jesus. When he's coming, he wants to rapture a glorious church. Glorious. That is beautiful. That is large and beautiful. Even you yourself, when you have put on weight and you look a certain way, people say, why are you fine? Why are you glorious? That's what it means. So God's church too must look now, not empty, emaciated, gaunt, like some cancer patient to be, that the church looks some empty, empty chairs and nobody's in the church. Now, Pastor, we have Buba, no, the cop. Now, prayer warriors, what? Why? Kakrak, no, no, so the cop. Now, we also saw a static fellowship for her. Now, church, no, I saw for me bread. There shall come a time in our lives where the church must look more and more beautiful. Right now, God has used the corona to prune us. Yes. Every church worldwide, we have experienced pruning. It's called pruning. So you see that some members, they don't come again after Corona. They backsliding, 
they say they are online they are not online <laughs> is that not what they say they say oh i've been joining online so yeah they don't pay tight they have just they have just chilled you see ghana has a lot of people who say they are christian but they don't go to church because me myself i used to be in kumasi with my mother my mother is a methodist we never went to church never i wanted to go to church one day this I had, my neighbors were jehovah witnesses so i followed them to church on one wednesday that i really wanted to go to church because on sundays we don't go to church where we are from a christian home yes. we came to accra said no go to church mm. sundays fantis we do omelette and tea uh, tea bread with milo yes omelette but we all look forward to that omelette on sunday morning not to church and we say we are Christians. My mother was she's always singing hymns in the house. But we never went to church. So there are a lot of Christians who have settled into that mode that we are not going to church. We are okay. At, at when they, they scan through YouTube or Facebook and scan some pastors who are preaching. Hey, I saw for another so I saw for one. Wow. Hey, hey, so for us on Facebook, so that. Oh wow, powerful, powerful. They swipe okay, okay. they don't really listen or in, engage the service that is going on. But I see it as God used it to prune the church. So if your church reduced after corona, don't be too sad. The Bible says that every tree that bringeth forth fruit, he purgeth it or prunes it that it may bring forth more fruit. So, my prayer for those of you who are here is that you will not be pruned out. Yes, because sometimes you become irrelevant to God and to the work that he is doing. So, this conference is a blessing. Next time, maybe it will be five days so that we can do more things. But for now, dear, the most important topic, you see, is first of all that the vision for a mega church. And we learned that the mega church is what? A large church. Shout a large church. And then we learned that a mega church is also what? A big church. Is that not so? A huge a huge church must be a huge church a mega church is a huge church and that the the reason why the vision never comes to pass is because that vision never becomes a burning vision or a burning desire you are not it's not it's not burning hot on your heart you are not desperate it's like saying that i want to be a pilot and you never go to piloting school but you see when you have a, the desire becomes a burning vision it drives you on the road you see you, you start to do things it makes you come for a conference like this it makes you go for they say church growth conference. we have traveled with 35 people to South Korea, uh, Seoul Korea to go to Yongicho's church growth conference that's how desperate we have been and still are up till today we carry 35 sometimes 40 people 
from different places come for Korea. Come and see a big church. Come and see how it is run. Come and see the administration. Come and see the church. How many services they are running. Come and see order. Come and see how church can stay for years without drying up. Come and see church that the founder has handed over. And the church is still bursting out of its seams. Come and see. So we travel far to Korea. Very far. It's not near here at all. But when you are not desperate, when you hear of somebody's conference, oh, your conference, oh, my Adeni, I'm called my conference. Hey, I'm not supposed to hear argument today. If you want me to come for your conference, invite me, I'll come. Oh, you the advert wall, I should follow the advert to the wall and come to your church. It's not simple like that. Because otherwise, I can't even do my own church work. Because walls, no. Oh dear, Wednesday to Friday. This one's going from Saturday to Monday. Another one has a, a wall banner for Tuesday to for the whole year. Internet church said, and I'm sure. Hey, Jack, young course conference. Hey, we can't do that. We can't do that. So may God help us. That all of us, not only you see, when the pastor has the vision and the members don't have it, it's not so easy. Because it's like you, you, are, you are sitting on a dead horse and you are whipping it. It cannot wake up because it's dead. See, but I pray that all of us who are Christians must really embrace the large church concept. That's what Yongicho brought to the world. And all the pastors who visited Yongicho eventually had big, 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 big churches. When, when they even call the numbers, it's like, are they sure that it's just not computer generated figures or is it human beings? But then you see the videos. There was one uh, uh, El Salvador pastor. He meets his services in five stadiums. Yes. Five stadiums. So this congregation is in this stadium this, at the same time. And then he's preaching from one spot. Hey! And he was teaching us how to grow church. I have the video. Another congregation is in that side. That side. And I'm preaching from one spot. May God give you a burning vision that will lead you to a mega church. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. Make his face shine upon you. Be gracious unto you. In Jesus' name. Clap your hands. You may be seated. have been challenged by this powerful leadership session with Bishop Eddie Addy from the Macarius Church Headquarters, East Legon Hills, Accra. God richly bless you.